I was born into a broken world. I've had ups and downs and crazy things that have occurred. Then suddenly I knew ya. It felt like hallelujah when I heard you say, "Welcome to the." Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CMB Podcast. This is Nate Fancher, your host, and I'm just so excited to be back in uh, the swing of things here. It's been a little while since we've had an episode, and um, if you head over to natefancher.com and check out the podcast, CMB Podcast, you'll find all the episodes that we've had there, and uh, you can sign up for our newsletter and get every episode in your inbox, and I'm excited about today. We've got the Never Claim, um, actually the lead singer of The Never Claim, his name is Jeremiah Carlson. I had a great conversation with this guy. I love this guy. It was great meeting him and hearing about the band's story, hearing um, their uh, songwriting process, and we talked a little bit about their, their new album, The Joy. And so this is exciting because um, I'm just excited, like I said, already three times I used the word exciting. <laughs> and we're, we're back in the swing of things here. And um, if you're not following us on Twitter, Head over to Twitter and follow us there. We're CMB Podcast at CMB Podcast, and um, you can find out all that's going on with with us there. And um, yeah, so this conversation with Jeremiah Carlson is awesome. And so I don't want to take up any more time. I'm going to go ahead and dive right into it. Here it is: my conversation with Jeremiah Carlson on this episode of the CMB Podcast. Well, it's awesome to have Jeremiah Carlson, lead singer of the band The Never Claim, with us today on the CMB Podcast. They've just released their latest album called The Joy. It came out in July of 2015, just a few months back. Um, and Jeremiah, just say hey. Thanks so much for coming on our podcast. I, I want to get into some questions, but just thanks, first of all, for being here. Thanks, Nate. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. So you guys are a four-piece band. You're from the Portland, Oregon area. And um, you have a story, and let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, sure. I, I saw that you had quite a variety of influences, from Kevin Prosh to um, a bunch of people on, on Wikipedia. There, I was doing some research, and I, I loved sure. the uh, Kevin Prosh thing. Jumped out, and I saw the Vineyard history there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, being a band, I'm sure you have a collective set of influences since you're four different people. Yeah. But um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about how the band started, and um, dive into those influences if you want to. Yeah, well, the band actually began as a a worship band um, for a for a youth night at a church, the, the Vineyard Church in Vancouver, Washington, um, about shoot twelve years ago. So we started playing it, uh, playing this event, you know, uh, once a week, and eventually people started inviting us to play other type of you know different churches, were asking us to play different youth things, and um, we didn't want to be called you know the Vineyard worship band so we came up with a band name <laughs> yeah and uh so then we we decided on the never claim which um our guitar player at the time had come up with it and uh the whole meaning behind it is that we we never want to claim god's glory for our own so 
you know, we've always been, you know, more of a worship band. Um, but I've also been in youth ministry for about 13 years now. So I love to preach and teach and that kind of stuff. And so a lot of our, a lot of our songs are very congregationally friendly, you know, they're, they're corporate worship songs that a lot of people play. Um, but then some of our songs are really kind of like sermons and songs as well, kind of prophetic in nature and just calling people to, you know, into God's presence or calling them to, you know, live the life that God's called them to be. But that was about 12 years ago. Um, and the band was kind of just kind of wasn't a super serious band at the time. I was playing in another uh, band. Actually, it was a hardcore metal band called Brutal Fight, and that was kind of my my main thing. And then when I decided to step away from the mosh pit, um, <laughs> we started. I restarted the Never Claim um, with a whole new group of guys, and then we just launched out and slowly but surely started building kind of an influence around the Northwest area. Um, and then eventually we got the chance to do a couple of tours with a band called Third Day and then the Newsboys and um, just yeah, started gaining recognition that way and uh, eventually led us uh, you know, here to Nashville when we signed a record deal with uh, a Provident Label Group. And that's kind of what brought us to Nashville. So we've been here for about two years now. And uh, now, I mean, with this new record, it's a, it's a re- record that we did on a partnership label with a guy named Ian Esclin uh, called Radiate. Um, and so that kind of brings us up to date, man. But that's, uh, that's cool. kind of how the band got started. That's awesome. And um, yeah, you also noted there was a, a list of influences from from guys who are in the church who write books like Ravi Zacharias, John Piper, and some others. You mentioned uh, just a second ago you do some teaching and youth ministry and stuff. That's really cool. I'd love to hear maybe just a, a little bit of that. Are you in a church right now yourself? Are you doing that? Or how does that fit in with the band? Yeah, well, right now, uh, my wife and I, my, our family, we attend the Franklin Vineyard uh, here in Tennessee. It's, Franklin's a s- small you know, city outside of Nashville. And uh, yeah, I'm not on staff or leadership there right now. It's kind of just been nice having a couple of years to kind of go to church and uh, you know just kind of be there and, and fellowship and grow in community. Um, but I'm slowly but surely starting to start to lead a lot more <laughs> there because it's just kind of in my bones. But um, for the most part, I've been doing a lot of traveling. I do a lot of preaching at youth conferences and stuff like that with the bands. Um, but yeah, we have a huge passion for, for youth and young adult ministry. You know, it's kind of all of us came out of that. Um, all the guys in the band were either, you know, worship leaders for, you know, church or youth group or, you know, I'm the only one that was uh, had, you know, pastoral background. Um, but yeah, it's, it's our passion, man. I mean, we love, we love just ministering to, you know, everybody, but particularly the youth, we just have a huge vision for them. That's awesome. And Mac Powell, you mentioned third day, Mac Powell is the the guy who introduced you to your label. Is that true? Going back to yeah. some of that history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We got done with our second tour and, you know, he met me in the back and asked us, you know, if he could inter- introduce us to his A&R guy. And I was kind of like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea to me. So <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. Third days, they've always been huge support, you know, of us as a band. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The Joy is your latest record. And you guys had a very successful pledge music campaign, 120% success or, or 120, 120% of your goal was reached, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we just got awesome fans, man. I mean, we, um, I don't know, we kind of asked for better fans. We're a very relational band. We're very ministry driven. And so, you know, a lot of times when we go on tour, we kind of opt out to stay in host homes just because 
even though we could stay in hotels and every once in a while we stay in hotels because that's nice but you know we just love um really what i call the axe experience you know experience you know when you know like god's people leave and like they fully rely on the hospitality of other believers um so we get a chance to do that so that i mean through that i mean we've just gained a lot of not just fans but really friends of ours um and so a ton of our friends really helped us out <laughs> the new record That's awesome. um, which is which is really cool man i mean we we really just love them and um, you know, we've just had so many cool God stories come out of those relationships, you know, and um, just to see their support has been really exciting. Dude, that's the lifeblood of any any ministry, certainly any uh, band or musical career is, is just that support base. So that's really cool. Yeah. 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 Can you walk us through uh, just the, the process? You know, you, you reached your goal. You went over your goal with Pledge Music. Um, at what point did you start diving into the kind of the, the trenches of making the record, writing the songs? Uh, did, were your fans a part of that process? Because um, I know different crowdfunding sources uh, do different things along yeah. those lines, but I'd love to hear a little bit about that too. Yeah, we we had already you know shot to, to go for um, doing the record, so I had already been writing the songs um, and uh, you know getting to write with uh, Ian Eskelin a lot and people like Michael Farron and Tony Wood. Um, and there, there's a few other writers on this record, but, um, I'm kind of constantly in writing mode. And so, um, a lot of our songs come out of, you know, come out of those experiences where, you know, we go to a venue and, um, you know, you can just kind of see what the need is, or you hear somebody's personal story and, and how maybe they're going through like an identity crisis or something like that. And so out of that, maybe come a song that speaks life and identity to identity into them, you know? It's always like when you're when you're when you're ministering and you're just living life. That's where songs come from, and so um, we had a lot of songs already going into making the record. Um, but for us, um, you know, obviously, just like any other sort of crowdfunding thing, we had different incentives, like you know, writing um, personal songs to people. I got to write uh, a song. It was I actually never expected this, but so we had some people donate for me to write them songs and it really it could be a song about whatever they wanted and that's cool. we had i got one email and the email was a school that wanted kind of uh, a theme song for their school so i was like well that's cool i've never done that before but then the second one i got was from this family um this the dad had emailed me and they have a little three-year-old three-year-old girl whose name is uh, maggie and she's she's has terminal cancer and so that was a really tough one, um, but they what was what was cool about it was just they invited me into this their reality, you know, and so like literally like my wife and I cried over it for like a week, <laughs> just like seeking the Lord, like if we could give them something that would bring any sort of hope, you know, uh, God just help help me, you know, mm-hmm. and so finally I, I wrote a song called Maggie for her and. It's a really sweet song. I sent it to them, and um, you know that's the kind of stuff that happens when you allow yourself to really have like a more of a personal, I guess, connection with your with your fan base. You know, because these people, like I've never even I'd never even met them met them before. The guy actually found us randomly on Spotify, and then went to our Facebook and heard about the campaign, and you know wanted to help us. But then you know he asked me, he you know entrusted me with a very. Uh, special task which was to write a song for their family to really bring hope and 
I don't think that that never would have happened if we hadn't done the crowdfunding thing. You know, I'd say out of everything we did during that time, that was probably the most special thing that I really got to do. Even even more special to me, anyhow, than than writing the record. You know, when you actually get to see how what you're doing impacts somebody on a very personal level, especially such a, a deep level that way, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a much more robust view of songwriting and art than than so often our consumeristic mindset would be. You know, everything you write, everything yeah. you do is all for the, the big stage or the, or the, or the huge uh, audience uh, for everybody to know about. But in this instance, so this song, Maggie, would be just for her. Is that right? You recorded it. You sent it to her. Um, you yeah. might end up doing it as a band, and I guess you can do that. You have that freedom, I would think. But um, I love that. that's what I'm hearing you say, right? Like she just had it, and it's for that family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just recorded it just for them, and you know, I mean, if the Lord wants to do something else with it, you know, that's that's fine, you know. But um, it's very, it's super personal, you know. He, yeah, you're placing yeah. a lot of a lot of value on on a song like that to me, much more than 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 sort of the, like I said, the consumeristic side of things. That's really cool. Very, very cool. And um, can you walk us through your songwriting process a little bit? Tell us, um, I know that there's a hundred different ways to do it, and I'm sure you have a lot yeah. of different ways, but what's your, your go-to songwriting method? Well, there's a couple. One of them's really awkward, so I hope your listeners don't mind. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're, they're so cool. They're good. There's a... Uh, there are two places where I just, for some reason, I just get tons of song ideas. One is in the shower. That's the weird one. <laughs> the other one's on airplanes. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's like I'm closer to heaven or yeah, something. Yeah, the altitude, <laughs> man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do get a lot of song ideas. I mean, I, I write songs, you know, almost every day. And usually it starts off with like melody. Um, and then I get whatever the melody is. It kind of gives me an uh really kind of the emotional feel for what the song needs to be about. You know, if I know the song's going to be like an up, you know, upbeat, fast song, obviously it's not going to be a song about lamenting or, you know, it wouldn't make mm -hmm. sense. Um, but, and then, and so when we first started the band, I wrote all the songs. And ever since we moved to Nashville, um, I've gotten the chance to really write with uh, just a lot of amazing people. Um, and so that's just really sharpened, you know, kind of my songwriting ability um and then i'm continuing getting to grow i got to write with matt armstrong the other day and um he's the guy that wrote um uh blood uh love ran red i've gotten to write with jason ingram a lot um mm. ian esclin um you know a lot of different writers which is really cool but um what's neat about co-writing with them is you know all of us as songwriters you know especially like people that are following Jesus, you know, we're spending time with Jesus and getting all these ideas. And then when you come together, a lot of times it becomes like a super idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. the song just becomes that much more alive because there's just, there's more, there's more ownership. And then the other really cool part about it is, um, you know, some of these songwriters, man, they're just so good. And in the areas where I'm probably weaker as a songwriter, they may be stronger and in areas where maybe they're weaker, I'm stronger. And, to me, it's just like the perfect picture of um, really what the church should be. You know what I mean? Like working to each other's strengths and really honoring each other. You know, like every writer that I've gotten to write with, the one thing they have in common is that they hold their art very loosely. You know what I mean? So they're not, they're not hoarding it. You know, it's not, like, it's not like their only born child, you know, where you can't critique it or anything like that. So that's been huge. 
I think for me, um, getting to come and especially writing these songs has really been to glean from um, some of the really great songwriters of today. That's fantastic. Yeah, and being in Nashville, I mean, the the air equals co-writing. You just yeah. breathe it. You breathe totally. it. You totally. know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah. Nashville, I'm a co-writer now. Yeah, totally. And that's the way, that is a better way to write songs for sure. Um, I think I had to get used to that as a songwriter myself for a long time. It was so much about the inspiring moments that I had on my own as I was growing as a songwriter. Yeah, and totally. I, I didn't have the time to coordinate a powwow. You know, I just wanted to get my guitar out and write. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Yep. But as I've gotten older, it's like, you know what? I see my limitations. I see I need other people. And I love the super, what'd you say, super song or super something? Super idea. Super yeah. idea, yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of the Napoleon Hill thing of the mastermind, the mastermind yeah. group, how you you get the right people together in a group and it's just one big mastermind, you know? So yeah. um, that's really cool. Very, very cool. Um, the Joy just came out in July. The Neverclaim.com. You guys listening to this, head over to our show notes today. And you'll find links to um, the Never Claims social accounts. You'll find links to the iTunes direct place to download the record. But um, the neverclaim.com. Um, excited about what you guys are up to and looking forward to seeing you. I know you guys are on tour, actually, in Durham, my neck of the woods, pretty close in a few months or a few weeks, I think. Awesome, man. So that's exciting. And um, for all of that, people can head over to the website, the neverclaim.com. Yep. Awesome. And um, before we head out, why don't you just leave us with one parting piece of inspiration? I'm putting you on the spot, but you said you were cool with being um, off yeah. the cuff today. So one parting piece of inspiration. Yeah, well, I just, man, I'm all about talking to people about who they truly are to Jesus, man. And I think a lot of people, um, I'd say growing as a father, you know, I just had, I, I told you this earlier, but I just had my first son. Um, two weeks ago, and I have two daughters. I have a nine-year-old daughter and a three-year-old daughter, and God's just been teaching me so much. You know what it means to be a dad, and um, and I, I just know how much I love my children. I mean, I'm, like my heart just burns for my children. The moment I laid eyes on my son, you know, it was just like, you know, I was already in love with him, but I didn't get to actually like, see him. And when I finally got to see him, it was just like it came to life, you know. And, uh, you know, when Jesus, you know, in the Gospels talks about how, you know, um, even being a broken and sinful person, you know, as parents, we know how to give, give good gifts to our children. Um, and then he says, and then how much more does your perfect heavenly father know how to give good gifts to his children? If you're broken and you still know how to give bread to your child when, it asks, when, it, when your child asks for bread or fish when they ask for fish, you're not going to give them a snake or a stone. And how much more does God have for us? And so... Um, I just want to encourage people, you know, especially as worshipers, as worship leaders, um, when you're coming into those moments of being a leader, um, before you step on stage as a worship leader or maybe a musician or an aspiring artist or aspiring songwriter, um, you're just a child. That's it. You know, if you can just come on stage as a child and lead lead from that place, then people are going to get it. You know, they're going to understand and they're going to see um, – you're going to lead by example what it means to be the beloved of Christ, you know, as a son or a daughter of the Most High King, you know, which is such an awesome privilege. Um, and a lot of times people, they, they come to God with a posture of shame and guilt. Um, God just wants you to come with a posture of just a child and receiving all the goodness he has for you. Um, I, I think if people can do that, then I think uh, worship culture is just going to explode 
continued just to explode um, throughout the world when people can come to God with that posture. I love it, man. That's so true. Awesome. Jeremiah, thanks again for being with us today. And um, again, everybody go to the neverclaim.com, check out the new record, The Joy. And um, and I think people can follow you on Pledge Music as well, even though it's over, right? Yeah, we're still adding stuff. We're actually right now working on, I don't know if we're going to do a pledge fundraiser for this, um, but we're actually working on a brand new live worship record that we're going to be recording in December. So uh, we're really excited about that. We look forward to that. That's going to be great. Well, thanks again, man. Hey, thanks so much, Nate. Bless you, bro. Some people say What's so cool about this band is that they're into it for the ministry. They are into it to have influence in people's lives, to impact um, everyone that they can get in touch with using their, their gifts and their, their talents. And it's just awesome to see what God's doing through them. So for the show notes, for today's show notes, head over to the Nate... Head over to thenatefancher.com. That's not real. Theneverclaim.com is where you can find their music. If you head over to natefancher.com, you'll find uh, the show notes for the interview with links to their album on iTunes, links to their social media, and um, I have a gift for you there too. So head over to natefancher.com and search for The Never Claim. And if you head over there, um, you can find CMB Podcasts. Their show notes should pop right up there. And um, got a big picture of them. Those guys are awesome and um, excited about all that they're doing. They're on the road right now, so make sure you go check out their dates and see if they're in your area coming soon and, um, and get their album, The Joy. You guys have a great day, and I can't wait to, to dive into some new stuff for the CMB podcast and let you know about that. So to find out all about what we're doing, head over to christianmusicblog.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, or you can head over to natefancher.com where all the show notes are, and um, sign up there as well. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day, and we'll see you next time right here on the CMB Podcast. Jesus was, Jesus is forever.